Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete floors to back our lug of claims so keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Capitalist labour is a name to make a man feel proud. And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang, a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed... And unfortunately, I have to admit, there's no RDA tomorrow. Though I think, Gorilla, you could do with a day off. <laughs> it's been a, what would you say, a big week, uh, Brother Warren. Indeed. And Uncle Colin, been a big week? Big week. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I have to say, though. Stop bragging. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't, don't Sorry. Big, don't big note. Sorry. <laughs> the rest of the crew's a little bit jaded You're after last bit... week. It yeah. was... It was a week of uh, significance, not only in terms of crane issues, but also there was the funeral of Rob Hetherington, who uh, passed away in such tragic circumstances the week before. The coroner released the body, and finally he was laid to rest on Wednesday. Wednesday, And uh, the funeral was very well attended. A lot of blokes had worked with Rob, and uh, they paid their respects. Now, just a, a little bit of a public announcement, just so that uh, the members out there uh, get, get up to date with what's going on. We're rapidly approaching the 1st of March, where if we had an agreement in place, we would expect a pay rise. There has been a lot of uh, um and aren on the part of the employers, but folks, the actual negotiations are actually in process. And uh, this last week, uh, we've got down to the serious end of discussions after all the uh, preliminary bouts that have been going on now since well before Christmas. We're now getting down to the business end of proceedings. We will keep you informed as those negotiations proceed. And clearly... 
If those negotiations are not successful, then it comes down to protected action under the Fair Work Act, the only legal industrial action you're allowed by our good friends from the Labor Party who introduced the Fair Work Act. If it gets down to that, start saving your pennies because it's going to go on a fair bit. Anyway, negotiations, serious negotiations have started and we are going to go on from there. Now, the big incident during the week, of course, was the crane down St Kilda Road. Gorilla, can you give us an update? Yeah, well, uh, if you weren't... uh I mean, if you didn't know what happened uh, last Tuesday, you weren't living in uh, Melbourne. It was on the front page of the papers and all that. It was a horrific accident. Uh, it was on uh, Tuesday, the hot day, when uh, luckily everyone got hooted off. And uh, um, it was on the job, a hickory job in St Kilda Road there. I think it was the old Blind Institute. And, uh, yeah, it was um, an absolute massive accident uh, the tower crane there, uh, what happened, the boys left the site at approximately 11.30, got heated off, including the crane driver, everyone. And around 3, 3.30, they noticed uh, some smoke coming from the crane. Uh, the fire brigade was called, uh, obviously, and then the fire brigade stopped anyone from going up and, and, the, and the smoke turned into flames. And the flames got worse and worse. And obviously... The uh, flames were starting to get that high, though. They got around up, it was a luffing crane, so up around the luffing ropes. And once the heat hits the luffing ropes, they gave way. Then the jib collapsed, and luckily, and, and we keep talking about luck because we've had so much luck with these accidents. Uh, the, the wind changed and, and it, it slewed the crane, it was in wind vane, and it probably couldn't have fell in a, in a better spot, if you can say that. It fell sort of in between the buildings and, and crossing the street, but just lucky no one was out in that street. It was just up because it came down unbelievable and that much ferocity. Uh, the the rope whipped as it was coming down, and it, it, when the rope hit hit the road, it left uh, an inch. If you go down, you can still see it now an inch sort of hole in the in the ground. Plus a, the the um, headache ball hit the ground. That's left about a, a foot imprint in the in the um, tar in the in the road. It just caught the back of a car, but just thank God that no one was walking down there because it had just been all over Red Rover. And luckily no one was on the job. So, look, it's, uh, it's a massive accident. It's, uh, it's, it's, the investigation's been on. Um, uh, we've gone up and had a look. We've gone up and had a look at it, and uh, it looks like now that the fire brigade have been up and made an assessment that's been electrical fire. Because uh, obviously those sort of fires, you, you often think that uh, when the motors are real hot, it can be leaks that, that leak onto the exhaust or the motor and it catches fire, but the crane had stopped for three hours. So it's been put down to electrical fire. The whole motor, the motor, the the, 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 few, the boards, electrical boards, all burnt out. It's hard to tell. I don't know how they worked it out, but obviously they have. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, the blame game starts. They try, all the news... People were on the saying that it was this. It was a cigarette course. You know, I don't know he must have been smoking a Varna cigar because he was gone for three and a half hours. He's sitting home having a can, watching the two news, watching the news when the when the crane fell down. So, um, yeah. So look, uh, um, and then since then we've had the process of um, trying to clap the mess. There's been no work down there in the job, and um, yeah, and the electrical thing's not main. It's electrical. It's just the mm. motor. 
the bat from the battery. Um, uh, we've had the process of trying to clean it up, and uh, I've got to say, um, special uh, mentioned uh, Eamon Wolf, the shop steward down there, has been done a fantastic effort down there, and, and Billy Beatty, I mean, uh, you know, sorting for all this, trying to get everyone back on the rails, and uh, the site's still shut. I think um, on Friday they were going to lift the jib, and hopefully, uh, I think, or hopefully, but I think they'll probably maybe starting back around Monday, so it's approximately a week the job set, shut, shut down. The whole crane's going to be taken away. Uh, the um, It's all been shock-loaded, so the whole crane's going to be stripped down, and they're going to have to organise another crane. And... Uh, I mean, Classic was at the meeting. I mean, we had a meeting, and there's, with these accidents happening, you have a cast of thousands, all these people there, and there was a woman sitting at the end of the table, and we'd gone through all the procedures and what happened or what could happen and what should happen and all that, and we're just about ready to leave the meeting, and she pipes up and says, uh, oh, by the way, uh, you know, before we leave, we'd like to talk about the trees. I said, trees, yes, yes, yes. We've had them insured for $2 million, those trees there. So while you're retrieving this crane, we... We don't want any damage to the tree. And I said, Jesus, you must have missed the, missed, missed the news last night. The jib come down and carved the path right through the middle of them. But anyway, obviously she wasn't watching the news. But uh, look, uh, more concerned about the trees than anything else. But yeah, so look, anyway, the process in, 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 as we speak is getting them right again. But look, that is a bad thing. I mean, the, the, we have a crane consultative committee, which uh, the union's main players are, but we get all the, the crane owners in there and work safe and a few builders and discuss the, the industry and all that. And, and myself and Alex Taddick have been discussing uh, uh, the system, the, the um, I can't remember what it's called, yeah, having a system in place. If it, if fire suppressant. Fire suppressant system. And... Uh, we haven't, we haven't got too far now, but we're coming forward in leaps and bounds now because General's contractors have got the front foot and saying all their cranes from there will have fire compressant uh, issues on them and uh, uh, systems on them in the future. And uh, so we'll hopefully we'll make that an industry standard because obviously the more more water they put on the on the on the fire, the fire brigade, the worse it got. So mm. and they couldn't actually get there. So, so, so Gorilla, the, the the nuts and bolts of it is battery fire. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Caused, caused by the battery. I'd say, and yeah. that we haven't seen that before, have we? That where that where that's happened. No, no, no. That's the first one here. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure the details of the one in Sydney, but that's the first one here. So, but anyway, hopefully it's the last because I mean, um, it was a it was an exercise for all, and the fire brigade did a great job. Although some uh, builder wasn't happy the way they operated down there, but I'm stuffed if I would have climbed up the tower because I mean, if you know a mobile, sorry, a tower crane, you climb up. There's one entrance in and one out. And if the fire gets over that, there's only other ways over the side. So, yep. so the, thanks to the fire brigade, they did a marvellous job down there. But there's been a few um, unanswered questions we've got to ask about you know what happens in the future. But if we get these fire suppressant uh, uh, outfits on those on those cranes will be a, a, a great way of moving forward. Yeah, well they, I understand they fit them to the big dump trucks in the mines and that, so I don't think it's going to be too difficult to try and get them on the tower cranes. Sounds like a good thing. Um, you know, if you can't eliminate the hazard, you've got to try and work with it somehow. So The only trouble with thing. those, those ones operate by, you've got, to, you've got to flick them on yourself, but if you're not in the crane... <laughs> yeah, that does make it hard, doesn't it, mate? Yeah, well, you're sitting home having a can watching your crane burn down, you haven't got a remote control, have you? It's going to depend on the battery to start, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Righto. Anyway, moving right along, <laughs> we have a situation down uh, St Kilda Road where we can say, again, the public, 
as well as the people on site, were extremely lucky. If it had been an ordinary mild day, as it had been either side, how, how many people would have been in the vicinity? Yeah, well, the, the, lucky they had a day off. I mean, um, as you said, uh, Warren, all the boys were off site and the crane slewed around. And then there's the other argument, if, if, if they had been there, well, maybe the fire would have been put out if the crane driver was up there, if he had a certain smouldering. But look, there's a, and we've sent an issue, we've sent an alert out all the, all the cranes and all that to make sure that if there's any leaks, any, any problems, make sure that they're on top of them. Another thing is cleaning the decks. Make sure you haven't got rags and stuff lying around, and keep the decks as clean as you can because you know, it'll it'll help. All the less burning material will be be great. So, look, it's uh it's just another absolute tragedy that luckily no one was was hurt. We we went, come away again, but it was for me it was a funny week because I, I dealt with that all Tuesday, and then on Wednesday I go to Robbie Heatherington's funeral, and you go there and, and there's this bloke felt just doing his job, fell down a lift shaft. And we've got a, a, a crane that's fell out of the sky, we've caught fire, landed all, you know, and, and no one was hurt. And you've got Robbie Heatherin just working on the job for them. Mm. It's sort of, I don't know, surreal or, or it's, it's no answers to that, is there? I mean, you know, but. Uh, yeah, there's no justice in this world, that's for sure. Anyway, so look, that's, that's it. Um, roughly, we better cut the track. And yeah. uh, Is this for Guy Cayley? This is a special track we're going to play for you, Guy. It's called Burning Love. And Elvis has left the building, and he took the gorilla with him. I tell you what, he has got stars in his eyes, hasn't he? The old half-show Harry. half-show, come in here, thinks he's executive producer, talks, 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 then gets up and announces, I'm leaving, see you later. You wouldn't know we write a bit of a script before this show, and, you know, it's well, meant to follow. Well, that's a hard to believe. <laughs> well, I've never seen it be followed once. Anyway, never mind, he's gone now. Righto, Colin, let's get down to business. Let's, let's stop parading ourselves around for the audience. And uh, for Johnny C out there, we're giving him one back for you, son. Righto, another issue this week is on our, not our favourite subject, because it shouldn't be a favourite of anyone, but it's a serious issue that the Concrete Gang has been raising constantly, and we're highlighting again, and that was the incident out at uh, Flemington this week where a motorist ended up going through the hoarding down the hole. And it's a big hole because I ride past it on a regular basis and it is a huge hole. Yeah, and that's the second time in uh, in a few weeks that we've yes. had a car go through a building site. Yes. And uh, we have to say once again it's, uh, you know, due to lack of approvals and so forth from the councils who, um, you know, don't want to work with the builder to uh, provide the, the appropriate public protection. This is what you get. And I'm afraid, uh, in this case, it's the Mooney Valley Council who are front and centre in terms of responsibility. Icon are the builders. I think Icon uh, should have uh, done a bit more, and maybe they will be now, but uh, I've got to say, 
This has been one of a series of incidents in the last 12 months because builders are right up to the very edge of the site. Yep. Usually, in the early start part of the site, when the excavation is behind the hoarding, there ain't too much else behind the hoarding, and concrete barriers would be a logical protection, not only for the public, but also for people working on site. Just imagine if that particular motorist had gone through the hoarding on a work day. Absolutely. It would have been an absolute disaster. Absolute. Uh, you know, there ain't much room to manoeuvre when you're on the bottom of a hole starting to put in the base raft slab. You're putting in the start of the, uh, probably the uh, uh, precast. You're, you're putting in some of the uh, services. You, it's Everyone's in a confined space. There ain't too much room to manoeuvre and a car comes flying through the air at you. That would have been an absolute disaster. Yeah, it would have absolutely horrifying to think that, that that may have happened once again, just like the one in Burwood, straight out luck. That job in Burwood's still jammed up for a loading bay. They still can't unload trucks where they want to. Uh, it's made life very, very difficult for that job and for the boys. They're doing a good job there. But once again, absolutely no uh, consideration by the council or Vic Roads for the, for the safety of the workers. And I would have thought that concrete barriers, which are required to be in place on Vic Roads jobs, you go down any major uh, upgrade, like the Tullamarine Freeway at the moment, there are concrete barriers, uh, screens up everywhere to protect the workers working behind them and also to protect the public because there's not too many people who hit a concrete barrier head on. Basically, you ricochet off it. Yeah, you glance it and it bounces you back into the you know, out of harm's way anyway. It certainly doesn't mean you're going over the edge. So anyway, there's a nomination coming for our good friends from uh, the Mooney Valley Council, Vic Rhodes, and uh, I'm sorry, Icon, you're going to have to take a bit of responsibility too. You try a bit harder. Righto, moving right along, it's been a big week for our good friends, the ABCC. They've been out charging everybody with anything. The only trouble is when the matters get to court... They've been knocked over. And in New South Wales, uh, one of the officials up there, uh, Michael Greenfield, has uh, been charged. And guess what? He got off. Yep. Young Mick, he's a bit of a friend of mine, young Mick. I know him pretty well. Uh, played played a couple of games for the Melbourne Storm uh, a few years ago. Um, good, solid individual, good organiser, and uh, he'll be pretty wrapped with that because I know him pretty well. And some of the rubbish that was thrown at him was uh, Absolute rubbish. So tossed out. That's three out of three, I believe. So indeed, it's three out of three. Uh, he is charged with uh, doing some illegal industrial action on a site, and uh, you can put it any terms you like. It's the normal business you do in the construction industry, where you're going on trying to look after members' safety, their wages and conditions, and so on. But the big one. The big one is really the charging of everyone who was participating in any way in the uh, Gasparini-DeMartin dispute, which was, under the Fair Work Act, protected action. The uh, General Secretary, Michael O'Connor, went along to address the workers who were involved in the action, legal industrial action, under the Fair Work Act, and now he's being charged. So everyone has been charged. 
They are drawing long bows. They're trying to crank up as many prosecutions as they can to put the pressure on the crossbenchers to pass all the anti-union legislation that the Turnbull government have put up, uh, as the Abbott government did. Yep, that's uh, pretty ordinary, though, some of those charges now. And like you say, drawing a long bow, wowee, that's the longest I've ever seen. I, I really can't see. It's laughable. It's laughable. Indeed, and I might add that in the, in the uh, DeMartin-Gasparini dispute, it was actually settled... An agreement was signed. It was a legitimate uh, dispute under the Fair Work Act with a certified agreement coming out the other end with people getting the wages and conditions that they asked for. Correct. And uh, might add that guess who owns DeMartin Gasparini? Borrell. <laughs> that was just a coincidence, folks, because... All those concrete companies in uh, New South Wales were the subject of disputation because the logger claims went in, negotiations failed, protected action under the Fair Work Act took place. No one else is getting mentioned, just Martin and Gasparini because it's borrow. That's all it is. Righto. That's a, uh, <coughs> another absolute uh, outstanding performance by Nigel Hatchkiss and his Band of rogues. Anyway, we should go on to mention there's a couple of other things going on, and uh, one of those is the Good Friday Appeal. Indeed. And uh, we need people to uh, match what we did last year because it's a good cause and it has been a very successful cause. We are, as a union, in the top 10 contributors to the Good Friday Appeal on behalf of the Royal Children's Hospital, and we'd like to see... uh, us maintain our good record. Absolutely. So wherever you see a big yellow flag up on a tower crane or out the front of the job, you can buy your wristband or your bandana from uh, the shop steward. Indeed. Now, we've got uh, quite a few nominations for Scallywag. Starting off with, as you would expect, uh, general contractors. We're not too sure yet what the full ramifications are, but there have been a number of incidents, four that I can think of in the last uh, couple of months, involving general contractors' cranes. Yes. They're not all the same. They've all been different, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, We've had a few sock failures when they're pulling the rope through when they're setting the crane up only two weeks ago in Greensboro. The, uh, the winch rope uh, let go and, uh, you know, wound its way back all through the tower and through the winch and so forth. All these little incidents. And uh, they say all these, you know, so many little incidents add up to one big one. Um, so they've had quite a few. So, uh, Guy Cayley, you're looking a bit good on it at the moment, being in the good pasture. Uh, I think uh, the old starvation season might have arrived for you. Anyway, Icon, Mooney Valley Council and Vic Rhodes for that potential disaster out at Flemington. Yep. Uh, Mickey Martin. Mick Martin, MCG. 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 Well, you know, when when a driver's having a few issues with his crane and it's not quite running properly and it's not slewing right and you ring up and you report it as you're told to, you know, if there's something wrong, you know, speak to the boss. Well, he ran, the, the, this operator rang the boss and the boss told him, to get the shifter out of the toolbox and just tap the, the uh, power box a couple of times. It should come good. 
Um, so if that's uh, <laughs> if that's what you should be doing, there's something terribly, terribly wrong. So, and at the same time, this is a direct nomination for Mickey Martin, not just MCG. He has been sucking up a lot lately. All his life, I'd uh, I'd say. I used to work with you, Mick. I know you real well. Yeah, so we'll nominate him for the Michael Clemenger Suki La La Award. Uh, makes a change from the other bloke that just left earlier, who should have won it hands down last week. Oh, all a bit crane-related lately, <laughs> yeah, but anyway. No worries. Now, we've got a couple of others that you're putting yes. up, Colin. Yes, I'm putting up Roquez Precast from Shepparton. Uh, this week, a number of uh, trucks came down from Shepparton into the city. Panels laying uh, on top of each other, laying flat, not in the A-frames. Starter bars tangled amongst each other. Uh, there was a truckload sent away from uh, over the road from the office this week. There was also a couple of truckloads out in Baldwin that were sent away. They just don't seem to get it. We're not going to unload them when they turn up the site that way. You can't pick them up and then lay them on the ground again and then re-sling them again. I don't know what's going on, but we've... Uh, sent one of our good people uh, over to Shepparton to uh, show them the error of their ways, and we hope that doesn't happen again because we will not be unloading them in that state. Because let's be blunt, it's in the street where this all this process happens, yes. and who else is in the street? The public, public as well as the workers. Correct. Righto, and last but not least... I've got a ripper from Premier Cranes. Oh. This, week, this week they were uh, putting some steel up on a job, and lo and behold, all these coppers turn up on the job. And the shop steward, he does the right thing. He stands these coppers up. He said, what are you doing here? What's going on? They said, well, there's uh, some illegal activity going on site. There's blokes here using radios. He sounds like they're um, directing a crane or something, but they're actually using our channel. So it's coming over the police radio, all these crane signals. So we want to know what's going on. So anyway, cut cut story short, Premier Crane's too tight to go and get their own signal. Right, that's what happens when you go down to Dick Smith and buy your radios. You've actually got to register your own signal, so only the blokes using those radios can listen to what's going on. So that was that was quite a laugh. So uh, that put an end to that job for the day. I've got to tell you. So, well, Premier Cranes, you have not exactly had a sparkling record. So. You deserve this nomination. Stephen Plugger. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. Again. Okay, who are we going with? We have Looking to, at the list. We have to go. I think we have to go with General Cranes. This way, They've had a few incidents. I think... I think uh, They have been nominated a number yeah, of times. times. And that uh, recent incident, but look... What do you think? Well, I'm going to go with you, General Contractors. Uh, the Gorilla, I think, had already... Ticked that ticked particular uh, nomination, but Icon, Mooney Valley Council and the rest of it, you are a problem. And that is to be continued. Righto. So, General Contractors, you're the winners. Mick Martin's won the Sookie Lala of the Week. We go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare, Dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang. And we're going out with the executive producer's second choice, Stevie Ray Vaughan. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.